This is Real Business in Real Time with executive coach Dr. Mark Hinderleiter. Learn what C-suite execs and business leaders have learned in the real-time, real-world school of hard knocks. And now, here's your host, Dr. Mark Hinderleiter. Hi, this is Mark Hinderleiter, and welcome to Real Business in Real Time. My guest today is Jeffrey Hazlett. Jeffrey is the primetime television host of C-Suite with Jeffrey Hazlett and Executive Perspectives Live on C-Suite TV. He's the host of the award-winning podcast, All Business with Jeffrey Hazlett on C-Suite Radio. Hazlett is a global business celebrity, Hall of Fame speaker, and chairman and CEO of C-Suite Network, home of the most trusted network of C-Suite leaders. He's also a best-selling author whose most recent book is The Hero Factor, How Great Leaders Transform Organizations and Create Winning Culture. So, Jeffrey, welcome to the show. Hey, so great to be here. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. You bet. Hey, I'm looking forward to a great conversation with you. So, um, you know, Jeffrey, I just finished reading The Hero Factor, and so much of it resonated with my experience as an HR executive. So what was your inspiration to write it? You know, it was really around, um, we started a a group called The Hero Club. It was actually a group that was started by Rob Ryan a number of years ago. When he sold his business uh, back in 1998, he set aside a percentage of the business for all of his employees. And when he sold the business, he sold it for $20.4 billion, which is astounding some of its time. And yeah. even if you compare it in today's dollars, it's it's massive. In fact, that record stood until 2016 when Microsoft bought uh, LinkedIn for $24 billion. So up until then, for 17 years, 16, 17 years, that stood as one of the biggest sales of all time. And when he set that money aside, he and his wife, his wife was the chief legal officer at the time, you know, uh, did it because they thought it was the right thing to do. And, and what it did was create the single largest number of millionaires ever created in one day. And um, all these employees would run up to him, say, Mr. Ryan, Mrs. Ryan, you don't know us, but I'm the night watchman and I send my kids to college or I'm the janitor. I, I can pay for the operation of my mother-in-law who has cancer and has no health insurance, you know, and things like that. And they would say, you're our hero. You're our hero. Well, they didn't feel like heroes, but they recognized something that they could do and that is to teach other people how to do it. So they started that process and created what's called the Hero Club. Yeah. And a, and a few years ago, he approached me and said, Jeff, what you're doing with the C-Suite Network, you're building this massive network of ex- trusted executives. You're scaling it. Here, take this over. And so we, we, we picked it up and we, we've been running it ever since. And one of the things I noticed inside of that were when we saw businesses that ran with great values, that were based on values, that lived values, no matter what those values were, they actually did more uh, business than anyone else. They grossed more business. They had greater profitability. They had happier employees. They had more engaged customers. They had you know, vendors who wanted to just go out of their way to do business with them. It was just amazing. They had what we call the hero factor. And that's why I wrote the book, because I started to recognize a trend amongst these businesses who live values. And if you live values, and by living values, you got all these great rewards. Not only you just did great things, but you got these great rewards. And I found that to be fascinating. So I delved into it and said, well, what are the key factors inside of that? What sets them apart from wannabes? What sets them apart from the asset companies that we know of that are, you know, the bad players or even the operational excellence companies or good companies or, you know, all those different types of businesses that are out there. And then what are the successful factors and, and what's your factor? What's your hero factor? How much of it do you have? Because I think every business really tries to be inherently good. 
Yep. Most businesses, you know, we get distracted along the way because we got to pay the bills or do this. But the but you know, if you focus in on those fundamental things around values, these other things come, and and that's what I found to be fascinating. So, by the way, for anyone that's listening right now, if you want to check your business, go to the herofactorbook.com and you can get your free assessment. You can take a test, you know, and your employees can take the test. In fact, I encourage you to take the test, and yeah. I encourage your employees to take the test. And then you compare them because that's really cool. And it, what it what it what it does is just start this great, great, great conversation between you and your team. And as a result, you start to operate differently. That's pretty cool. It, it, it's very cool. And I and I did read that story in the book. And I'm not kidding you, Jeffrey. It gave me goosebumps when I was reading it. And just again, as you were kind of describing what uh, what these folks did for all their their people, is just life changing. Yeah, well, it and it's amazing. Yeah, to see people that just do good things because they can, and and of course the books filled with people um, who who you know put it on the line for whatever yeah. reason, and it, and it doesn't mean you have to agree with them, but they're living their values. I mean, Kepernick is a great example of that. You might not agree with him, but at least he's living his values. God bless him. You know, there's a yeah. consequence to that. Let's be clear. Yeah. It could be positive or it could be negative, but there's a consequence. So, you know, Kathy Truitt, who owns uh, Chick-fil-A, I mean, he has certain beliefs. I don't like his beliefs, some of his beliefs, but he has every right to do it. Freedom of religion, freedom of speech, you know, and he doesn't believe in same-sex marriages. Well, to me, that's just not a, a cool thing, but that doesn't, quite frankly, stop me from eating a good chicken sandwich, you know? So, you know, I think those are the things you have to kind of wrestle with and understand, um, or the way Starbucks handled those two young African-American uh, men who walked into their store and they were they were arrested because they didn't buy coffee. Well, Starbucks doesn't have a policy for that. In fact, Starbucks says, hey, we're a community place, but the manager took it a little too, too far and they weren't living inside the values of what the company was. So the company shut down the whole, you know, shut it all down and said, look, let's, let's do some training about who we really are. Rem remember who we are. You know, we're a community. In fact, how many do how many people we know, Mark, that walk into a Starbucks and sit there all day and work? Yeah, yeah, yeah I, it's amazing. I, I've been that guy a couple yeah. of times, more yeah. than once. You know, one of the things you say in the book, kind of several times, Jeffrey, is pick a side. You know, you described uh, some different kind of descriptions when you talk about the hero factor scale. Could you talk just a, another couple of minutes about that? Because uh, that that kind of really put it in perspective of the different kinds of companies. Well, you know, I think it, it. You know, I think it's a perfect time for people. You know, a lot of people don't like Trump. Okay, and I get it. Um, you know, I think he's a little batshit crazy myself. I just had <laughs> Anthony. You know, I, you want to hear an interesting episode of my all business here this week? I just broke uh, the episode that I had with uh, Anthony Scarmucci, who used to oh, be yeah. his white. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he he he's in that episode. I'm telling you, it's jam packed. The language on that's a little rough. Just get ready for it. But um, but the Mooch doesn't pull any punches. I mean, he does not like Trump. Now, he was a fan. And then after he got in, he, he said, look, his values and his both of their values did not meet. So they had they had a run in nonetheless. Yeah. And it's amazing. Uh, but, you know, but in the book, I always talk about the one thing I think has been good about Trump and is is that it, it's forcing people to pick sides. And I think that's good. So I think it's good for us to pick between good and evil, you know, bad and good or, or, you know, you know, black and white issue, whatever they are. I think it's important for us to pick issue, you know, pick issues and pick sides because it, it gets us to a better place. 
whatever that is. And even if it's the opposite of what I believe, even if it's the opposite of what I would like you just to do, at least I know where you're at. Okay. That's cool. And, and it, and it, and it gets us into a good conversation, which I call healthy debate. And I, I, I encourage that. And I love that. You know, I was just uh, on the phone the other day with a CEO of a company here in Houston, who's going to be on a podcast of mine here shortly. But she was saying kind of the same thing, Jeffrey, that she really works to build a culture of true collaboration where everybody at the table speaks the truth so that we we can have healthy debate and come to the best answer. Uh, And in fact, uh, one of the things you talk about that really caught my attention, made me think is, you talked about the difference between best practices and best thinking, and and that made me think. So could you talk about that for a second? Well, I mean, we can think everything to death, but if you don't put it into practice, it doesn't really mean anything, right? And I I think that's one of the things I want people to remember. In fact, I said this in my third book, Uh, Think big, act bigger. But I do bring some of the same concepts through because you just can't help it because that's what I believe. That's what I've been practicing since day one or or the lessons I've learned since day one. And then I put them over place because I think we're constantly learning and constantly you should be in a total statement of I'm not aware of what I'm aware of. But but in terms of an idea without implementation is just air. Yeah. And, yeah. and so while you might have deep thinking, it's better to have deep practices, you know, <laughs> even if you're practicing it bad, you know, at least you're out there trying to do it. Eventually you'll get there. But if you don't, don't move beyond the thinking portion, I think it, it doesn't help you much. But you do need to take time to think from time to time. I think that's the one thing the executives have to do. You know, and we're, and we're starting to see more and more of this, Mark, as you well know, we've got this mindfulness that's going on, yeah. um, which I think is a good thing for us to slow down and just, you know, meditate a little bit, uh, take take stock of what we're doing in any which way you you think is right for you. Uh, not just to reduce your stress levels and everything else, but to really to help you focus on the things that are important every day. If you're going and going and going and doing on doing and doing all the time, you never have time to, to you know, to, to frame the business. You never have time to, 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 you know, to find out what are the key things you should be doing. And, you know, cause you need to be making adjustments as you go. And if you don't find that time to do that, then you you might be going in the wrong direction for quite a while. I, I forget who said it. I, it was fairly recently I read it. It may have been Bill Gates said something like uh, being really busy is the new stupid. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. and I think he was saying kind of what you're saying is we've got to slow down every once in a while and really think about our yeah. path forward, about our values, about uh, how we need to evolve and change because the marketplace is changing uh, pretty dramatically. Yeah, well, without question, and especially as we're, you know, today you and I are recording this, and they've just been within the last twenty-four hours they've shut down uh, the NBA, they've shut down baseball, they've shut yeah. down hockey, they've they've shut down March Madness, Disneyland closed. Oh my God, Armageddon! You know, Disney World's closing <laughs> on Sunday. You know, Broadway is just closed. You know, my own home state of South Dakota, uh, which I help hope to be heading there tomorrow, is in a state of emergency. So. Yeah. But, you know, it, life will go on and we'll continue to th- th- survive, thrive and and, and drive. Uh, but, you know, we're in a little bit of that. And sometimes we need to slow it. Slow down, people. Don't panic. Take it easy. Let's get this thing straightened around. Let's do the things we have to do to, to you know, to, to move forward. I'm, I'm sitting here doing this interview from Orlando today and um, I'm re- and I'm in a hotel rooms that in a, in a hotel room in a hotel that's fairly empty 
And it's reminding me that days after 9-11, when people were allowed to fly, I had to go to a sales and marketing executives international convention. And of which, you know, three fourths of the people canceled, didn't go. Uh, I sat in a hotel lobby and very much like this, just down the street. I can actually see the hotel from where I'm at right now from 9-11. And I feel like that again. And we survived that. Yeah. And we'll move on. And, and quite frankly, I'm telling business leaders, we have our hero club, we have our thought council, we have, you know, lots of different uh, high level executive groups. I'm telling them, this is the time for leaders to lead. And this is the time also for a lot of businesses to really thrive and drive. And that should be the thing. What, what can we retool? How can we do things in different ways to, one, continue to protect our employees, continue to protect our customers and other human beings. But at the same time, um, you know, we have to move things forward because the impact of this is going to affect millions of people who shouldn't be affected. You know, yeah. um, I'm thinking about the waiter that that's, that's looks just frightened as hell uh, because they're going to go get laid off, not have anything, no work and nowhere to go. And so, you know, luckily, a lot of us are not in that situation, but nonetheless, just as important, just as just as somewhat scared. And but this, but we have more levers that we can pull. So let's start pulling those levers. Let's find out ways that we can get around these things. Let's start. You know, I'm thinking I've got conferences coming up. I've got over 100 meetings planned this year. Yep. And I've got to retool those meetings. And I've got to do it overnight. Do I? Am I going to lose money? Absolutely. But you know, uh, but maybe there's an opportunity I can gain something and change it around in a different way. And I think I can. I've already got a framework around that. But nonetheless, this is this is where you step up. Not step back, you step up, you step through, you step forward. And that's what I'm going to encourage most people to do. And is it really that the the real test of leadership, Jeffrey, is that we step up when it really matters? Uh, well, you know, yeah, yeah, the answer is yes. I just think it's what good human beings do, right? Yeah. So regardless of yeah. whether you're a leader or not, you can call me that if you want, or you can call other people that. But by God, what's the alternative? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know, yeah. You want me to roll over? I'm not rolling over. Are you kidding me? <laughs> You know, I got no, if I roll over, I might not get back up. <laughs> <laughs> That's two of us, buddy. <laughs> but you know, these these dots really connect, Jeffrey, don't they? With the conversation in the book about values and then handling a crisis like like is happening right now. You know that our values can really or should guide how we respond to crises. Yeah. Well, it's almost it kind of reminds me a little bit when I was a kid. You know, if I you know she mom or dad would. I don't know about you, or the way I was raised. My dad was an, an Air Force sergeant. My mother was a hardworking, hardworking woman or, herself, and eventually became one of the most successful real estate people I've ever met in my life. And just sharp businesswoman, made millions of dollars. And so, you know, you know, stop crying, get yourself up, move. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yep. And that, I, I really just remember those comments. Well, you know, it might have been a little harsh, but by gosh, it's the right thing. What are you going to do? What's the alternative? The alternative is to go go into a hole, go do, you know, you know, not be not be yourself. Go be yourself and do it with greater swagger. Step forward, make it happen. I mean, these are the times when times are really tough, you know, tough get going. But man, more than the tough, we got to get everybody else going. That's our job. So I'm rallying the troops. Let's go. Yeah, that's that uh, to me again. That's kind of another uh, sign of great leadership when when anybody, whether in a formal leadership role or not, can rally people to do the right thing, to do what matters, to do what makes a difference. Mm-hmm. 
That's that's our jobs. That's our job. That's everybody's job. <laughs> it By is, the way, it, that's the job of every human being, quite frankly. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, and I, I see people, uh, you know, in my career who stepped up to be leaders that may not been have called a man. They weren't a manager. They weren't a director. They weren't, you know, they weren't in a formal leadership role. But if they can make things happen, uh, that's that's awesome. Yeah. So, Jeffrey, um, you know, just kind of switching gears here, one of the things I like to ask everybody is a wrap up to interviews. So you've been a big company, I mean, real mega company, C-suite executive and uh, an entrepreneur. So that that's uh, that that's a pretty uh, great set of very different experiences. So as you look back in your career, both kind of big corporate and entrepreneur, what are the great lessons that you've learned along the way? Uh, they're both hard. You know, uh, they each have their own set of challenges and they're both hard in different ways. You know, um, by the way, you're just as (laughs) when you're sitting in a big company, just like you are an entrepreneur, you know, you look in the mirror and the person responsible is the one looking back at you. So that's that's I learned that. That was what I called the mirror test. But but more importantly, the many times as an entrepreneur, you're just scared. It's just like it's tough. It's not easy. And I feel those days every day, just like everybody else does. Yeah. Um, I just stopped listening to those voices a long time ago or try to, or put them back or shove them down or, you know, put them in a locked closet if I can. But the same thing holds true when you're a big executive. I mean, I've been sitting in meetings before and I'm going, man, this place is screwed up. Somebody had to do something. And then I'm looking around the table and realizing, oh, that's me. You know, who's who's that somebody, right? (laughs) Yeah. Like, yeah. Like you wait for permission in a big company sometimes. And and nobody really gives you the permission. It's great when you have air cover and so forth, but you just learned you've got to do. And I, and I try to instill that even in my team, like they're waiting for me to give them the, okay, well, well you know, or they say it's not in the budget. I said, who gave you a budget? You know, go, <laughs> let's get this thing done. Does it sound like a practical reason? And are you going to use prudent care in the, in the spending of our money and go, let's go, you know? And so I guess that's the biggest lesson is they're both hard. Yeah. They're very hard. If I had to look at the greatest lesson, that I've always learned in business, it's to capture customer behavior. And many times we try to build things and hope that they will come, you know, that we'll build it and then we'll build the audience for it. You you really need to cap the, the, the best that you can do to capture customer behavior, even though it's, it's, it's a different product or different thing like Uber, you know, you're, you're still capturing customer behavior, you know. In essence, people don't want to drive drunk or they want an easy way to get there and they want, you know, to be safe. And, you know, all those things are customer behavior. If you can wrap all that and then create Uber, well, then you got something, right? Um, you know, and, and you make it actually cheaper for them rather than, you know, using a cab or, or having their own car in the New York City or a big city. And, you know, you make it convenient. That's all capturing customer behavior. And I think that's pretty. And who would have thought, you know, who would have thought, you know, 10, 15 years ago, that you would let your daughter get into a car after she's been drinking at 1 a.m. in a stranger and they would drive her, drive her home. I mean, or who would have thought that you know, 20 years ago, you're going to let someone sit naked on your couch and rent your house. You know, <laughs> I, I mean, think about that. That's just absurd, absurd. Yet millions of people are doing it, you know. So, yeah. you know, we, we're capturing something. And I, I just I've always thought that to be. Wow. If I can do that, don't you know, I'm not. But trust me, I've spent millions of dollars building stuff that no one showed up for. And I'm not doing that again, or I'm yeah. trying not to do that again. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, Jeffrey, great conversation. I know that you and I could go another hour easily. So, <laughs> uh, well, so, okay, with me, with me, Mark, if you put the quarter in, you get to go for the full ride. So that's, you know, so there you go, brother. There well, you I, go. Put, I put 50 cents in, you know, you just go. account for inflation. So, hey, Jeff, thank you for your time. So one more, uh, just where can your listeners find this book? I I just finished it. I thought it was awesome. So where, where well, can they you can go? It? Obviously, Amazon, you can go to the yeah. airports, you can go there. It's, it's everywhere. We've been a bestseller. The Hero Factor, we're so ex- extremely, it's through Entrepreneur uh, Press, which we're excited, our partnership with Entrepreneur Magazine, Entrepreneur Press. And you can go there. You can go to C-Suite Book Club, Amazon, and anywhere you can find it. And Mark, I got to say thank you for being a part of C-Suite Radio, too. You, you know, bet. we've become the world's largest business podcast network and it's through great shows like yours that we've done that and we're adding millions of listeners and we're adding you know a a new podcast show almost every other day and it's just exciting to have uh, someone with your talent and your experience be a part of this c-suite radio network well thank you jeffrey it's been it's it's been a great ride for me too it's uh so that that kind of leads me to my uh my last punchline Uh, so good to you is uh, thanks everybody for listening great podcasts are the new mba because they're they're just real time jeffrey that that you know we can go to an mba class and some of the stuff that we learn is just kind of outdated but these podcasts that you're having and that i'm having uh it's 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 real-time stuff uh and the world's changing under our feet so this is a great way to kind of just uh, educate folks it is a good one that's without without question the new mba i love it <laughs> all right well hey jeffrey hazlett thank you for your time cheers Thanks for joining us on Real Business in Real Time with executive coach Dr. Mark Hinderleiter. Be sure to connect with Mark Hinderleiter on LinkedIn, check out his leadership tip of the week, and subscribe to this podcast on the app of your choice. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.